My name is Susanna Schoolman. I'm the founder and CEO of Torlemy. And I'm Laura Cronin. I am the executive pastry chef of 11 Madison Park, and you're listening to Ingredient Insiders. This is Ingredient Insiders. I'm John Magazzino. And I'm Andrea Parkins. On each episode of Ingredient Insiders, we'll be talking with chefs and food authors about their favorite ingredients. We then speak to the producer of that ingredient to learn how it's made, its history, and why chefs love using it in their kitchens. On today's episode, Andrea, we're going to be talking about a cool new product called Torlemy Butter. It's a plant-based butter. Yep. It's kind of revolutionizing the both savory and sweet world from, you know, kind of a, a vegan perspective. I, you know, a lot of like plant, I hear plant-based and I get a little like cringy mm. because a lot of those products have, they're not necessarily better than the non-vegetarian version yep. of them. This one happens to be like a clean product, really well made. I actually happen to find it better than yeah. traditional butter for a lot of things. Absolutely. And Susanna Schoolman, who's going to be joining us, is really smart, really passionate, really well spoken and And her pedigree is amazing. I mean, if she, you know, she's worked at some of the greatest um bakeries, pastry shops in the world. So right. if, you know, someone like her is, you know, creating this plant-based butter, you know it's good. Yeah. And you also know it's good because we're also going to be talking with Laura Cronin the executive pastry chef from 11 Madison Park who's using the butter every day. Yeah, universally. I mean, I kind of would say if it's good enough for 11 Madison Park, it's probably good enough for just about anybody. Yep, I um, would say that 100%. So this is going to be a great episode talking all about Torlemy plant-based butter. This season of Ingredient Insiders is brought to you by Bazzini Nuts. Bazzini is the brand of choice among chefs in the finest hotels and restaurants. Their legacy of quality extends to gourmet retail stores, specialty boutiques, grocery distributors, and delis, ensuring you have access to their extensive range of consumer retail packages. It all started in 1886 when Italian immigrant Anthony L. Bazzini began selling nuts by the pound to bakers, street vendors, and individuals during the Great Depression. But Bazzini Nuts isn't just about peanuts. They offer a delightful array of nuts like cashews, almonds, pecans, pistachios, hazelnuts, and more, plus a tempting selection of dried fruit, including apricots, cranberries, figs, dates, prunes, and tomatoes. So whether at the ballpark, in the kitchen, or indulging in some well-deserved self-care, choose Bazzini Nuts. With a legacy spanning 137 years, they're here to serve your needs with the same consistency, reliability, and quality, making them an iconic name in the world of nuts and dried fruits. Bazzini Nuts, tradition, quality, and taste all in one. Taste the legacy today. This episode is in partnership with The Chef's Warehouse and produced by Gotham Production Studios in New York City. This Do you is going to be a start? great episode. I can feel it already. <laughs> I think we've started. We, did we start? We started. This is a good, like this, I love when they're all four of us are in one room versus like the chef and then we talk to the vendor. Like we're talking to everyone. There's so much energy here. We well, you have know two badass amazing? women yeah, here. <laughs> amazing. We've got a Michelin three-star pastry chef here. We've got a an entrepreneur mm -hmm. who was in the kitchen, one of the, a great pastry chef, now turned businesswoman. Um, that's why I know this is going to be an amazing episode. Yeah. So we have Susanna 
Schoolman. Yeah. And Laura Cronin. Yeah. So Susanna Schoolman from Torlemy. Torlemy. And Laura Cronin from 11 Madison Park. Yeah, Let me, me go back. I mean, let's start. First of all, Susanna Schoolman is the founder of Torlemy, who's making this amazing vegan butter mm -hmm. that we're so proud of at the Chef's Warehouse. And then Laura Cronin just happens to be the executive pastry chef of a little restaurant on <laughs> Madison just a little Avenue called 11 Madison <laughs> Park, if you haven't heard of that one. <laughs> yeah. Like three Michelin stars, four stars from the New York Times. And it's, a, an, interestingly enough, entirely vegan restaurant now. How long has that been the case? Um, ever since we reopened in 2021. So like kind of a post-COVID decision. Yeah. Is yeah. there another Michelin three-star restaurant in the world that's entirely vegan now? Uh, to my knowledge, no. No. Incredible. Has that been, was that a challenge for you as a pastry chef? Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, I think like obviously for the savory kitchen, it was a big challenge as well. But mm -hmm. I think in pastry to know, okay, there's no more eggs, no more butter, no more cream. Um, and I knew there were some alternatives for some of these ingredients, but um, I was definitely most nervous about eggs um, and being able to do like our laminated bread that we've yeah. been doing for years. So um, definitely a little nerve wracking in the beginning. But I think once we started going and once we started R&Ding and we did have time because the decision was made um, in 2020. So we kind of already knew. So we had a little bit of a head start to um, to start the R&D process and see what's going to work, what's not going to work. Um, so I felt by the time we reopened, felt pretty comfortable with the direction we were going in and the ability to be able to like execute desserts. Susanna, we're going to talk to you later, but I have more, like, when Laura starts talking, just sit my tight. brain just, like, yeah. opened up thinking about your traditionally trained pastry chef. Yes. So all of those things you just mentioned, eggs, cream, butter, animal fats, whatever, lard, yeah. anything, that's what you grew up, yeah. learned, honed your skills on, and all of a sudden you're thrust into the world of veganism or vegetarianism yeah. I, I don't even know how you like contemplate that like the change did people I leave so like were nervous. people like i'm not gonna do it i'm gonna stick to my no i mean i think the beauty of like uh, so the decision was made during covid pretty much yeah um so really there was nobody there at the right. time um there were just a handful of us there at the end like at the end of the summer of 2020 and we were all well aware that this was what was happening so it's not like there were a bunch of people already working for the company and then they said oh forget it i don't want to do this and then they left we all came into it again knowing that this was the direction um, and it was a direction that was kind of spoken about even before COVID, like maybe being vegetarian or, you know, I feel like he was chef is always looking for ways to kind of like um, like challenge us for sure. Yeah. And I think um, it was kind of like a creative decision in the beginning of saying, OK, let's take away all these animal products and like let's still maintain a three Michelin star restaurant, but plant based. Yeah. So I think that that was. um yeah, so we, de we didn't have to worry about like if people were going to leave because they all came on knowing that this, right. was, this was the case. Would you put your head on your pillow at night and <laughs> lay there and be like, how am I going to make, I'm making this up, a croissant or a cake like moist and delicious without adding 
these, eggs, these, butter, yeah, cream, like milk. yogurt, whatever it is. Well, I think the beauty of of also working at EMP is like ever since I started there, when before we were plant based, we always had to accommodate any allergy or aversion. We've had tons of people come through the restaurant that were vegan. We had vegetarians. We had, you know, all kinds of people with all different dietary restrictions. So we already had a little bit of a foundation to build off of. We already had our version of a plant based ice cream. Um, so it was really just like taking all of that and like reopening that, that recipe and saying, okay, now how can we make it even better? Right. How can we make it even closer to the texture of ice cream or the flavors that you would normally get, um, from an ice cream? So, um, that, so I guess we had a little bit of, of a, of a starting point there. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I was nervous about the bread for sure. That was, um, because it's a laminated bread. So similar to like a croissant, um, thinking to myself, like, what butters are we going to use? Like, what is even out there? A lot of the plant-based butters, especially at that time, were like these spreadable butters that at room temp are like not super stable. They melt quickly. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely didn't know a lot about it in the beginning. And, um, yeah, I just had to do some research. And we started trying to develop our our butter, but the butter that we were working on was intended more for butter service not for butter to use in especially baked goods right. um in the savory kitchen they use it a lot um they use it for like finishing sauces and stuff but for pastry it wasn't applicable really mm. um just in a few things yeah and if you're working at EMP you need to find the best of all of those things to replace butter cream eggs so i'm sure like you were kind of on this mission to test every brand, yes. every type. Yeah. Um, and I think also, you know, if you're talking about something like butter, you know, when you're making laminated doughs, it has to be cold. Mm -hmm. So finding something that can structurally, you know, work was probably, I mean, what did you do before you met Susanna? I mean, we did honestly blends of different butters. Um, a lot of a lot of things were based in like chickpea, um, mm -hmm. like aquafaba, yeah. um, coconut oil, some like cocoa butter mixtures. Um, we also did use the sunflower butter um, that we are using for our butter service. Um, so we just kind of had to like make our own combination of this and that and this to because the flavor was a big thing too. A lot of them don't taste amazing. Mm -hmm. um, some of them taste like coconut. Um, some of them, they're all just very different. So I think, um, yeah, just finding that perfect blend um, and also having the right, like, um, I don't know, like just being the right consistency. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna ask you like a funny question. Okay. How did you two meet? I guess like Instagram maybe yeah. is when she first like reached out to me. And then I feel like around the same time, like I think Chef was also mentioning it and Mike. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, and I guess it was just through that. And then you came to the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, four years ago. Yeah, go ahead, My Andrea. phone rang. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> you going to try to steal my thunder now? I am. Because I thought I, I thought no, no, I, no. I, okay, I go ahead. Go ahead, okay. Andrea. Go ahead. My phone rang and it was a, a number I didn't recognize. Which and I, you answered and it. And I answered, which I usually don't do. Yeah. And Susanna was on the on the other line and she was telling me that she was starting a plant-based butter company. Now let me interrupt for a second. 
Mm-hmm. How the hell did you have her phone number? <laughs> yeah. Like usually people call me, Angela. <laughs> I know. I felt so, I was like, I'm like the, the female John Magazino today. Wow. Um, yeah, you know, I think that when I was first starting the company, so I have been a baker for over 12 years. I've been in this industry and, you know, I first really started my career in New York City. So I had a lot of contacts just with you know, the restaurant that I was working at, the sales reps that we were working with through Chef's Warehouse. So when I ultimately moved back to the city to start the company, to start Torlemy, um, I was like, okay, great. I need to reestablish the connections that I had had. So I started talking with, um, you know, other pastry chefs that I had worked with, um, just people on teams from, you know, my past. And, um, you know, then they gave me Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Casey. Casey's number. Jimmy Casey. <laughs> Jimmy Casey. There's the connection. That's the connection. Jimmy Casey made the connection. Yes. Jimmy worked with you when you were working at Lincoln. At, at Lincoln, at Lincoln Restaurant, Restaurant with Richard Capizzi yep. and yep. Jonathan Benno. Yeah. How did you decide that you needed to make plant-based? Yeah. Are you a vegan yourself? I am. I okay. am. Yeah. I've How been long have you been a vegan? For over seven years now. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of a long path to, you know, where I am now, but you know, really, I always knew that I wanted to be in this industry from like a young child. I think that I was one of the really lucky ones. I was like, I know exactly what I'm going to do and I know exactly how I'm going to do it. So I went to a culinary school, um, even during, you know, it was a, a four year, I basically I went to a university that had a culinary program because I didn't want to go you to You can a, promote that university. Yeah, I, I went you to could... Drexel University in, oh, in Philly. In Philly. Um, and so that's when I really started working kitchens. You know, I stayed in Philly. Um, I'm originally from New York. I stayed in Philly my first year. Um, over the summer and I had my first restaurant job. Um, and then from there I'd worked in a, a bakery, a hotel. So I really, you know, once I had, and then I had my my internship at Bouchon Bakery in New York City, which is how I met Richard Capizzi, which is really what kind of started me in the kind of uh, bakery side of it. And then when they opened up Lincoln, that was kind of, it corresponded with me graduating from college. And so then I joined that team and then I helped open up their restaurant. So um, I'd worked with with Richard, I'd worked in the city for about two and a half years, and then I moved to San Francisco. Um, Belinda Leong of B Patisserie was in the early stages. She was about to open up her bakery, so I was connected to her, um, and then I was on the opening team of B Patisserie, and then um, I was with the team um, in San Francisco, so I helped open up B Patisserie, and then Be On The Go. At Be On The Go, I became their head baker, head of pastry and vinoiserie, and then I moved to Hawaii to help them open up patisserie and Kona coffee purveyors and right before and then after I after I worked at B patisserie I was with the, the company for almost five years then I moved to Copenhagen and then I helped Richard Hart uh, formerly of Tartine and Renee Rizepi of Noma open up Hart Bakery as their head of pastry and vinoiserie so um so yeah so after very modest resume <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> I was like yeah wow so um you know so right before I I had moved to Hawaii seven years ago I just kind of cold turkey went plant-based. It was, I mean, there was a little bit of like a transition time when I was trying to figure out, you know, how I could make this a a sustainable, uh, you know, life for me to to be living. Um, But, you know, right when I moved to Hawaii, I started really thinking like, okay, now my personal and professional lives are really at extreme odds. And I wanted to try and think about how I could, you know, tech, take the techniques that I had learned, the connections I had made, my love and desire and passion to be in this food service industry um, and then make a plant-based you know, pastry line. I, I it's incredible. Know, yeah, the, 
Andrea said she's going to take me to Love Madison Park, so I can't wait to experience it. <laughs> Laura's going to give us a reservation. Was I thinking she said, that or did I, was yeah, that, yeah. yeah, she already you said, said you were going to pay. I'll get the reservation you, as long <laughs> no, as you're paying. That's no, fine. She said you. it was comp. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, what are you doing at Love Madison Park with the butter? The, I think there's a lot of chefs out here that listen to us that are, you know, definitely interested, but they're like maybe a little scared or intimidated to make the transition. I, I'm curious to hear exactly what. I love Madison Park does with Torlami butter. Yeah, so... Um, Did I say that right? No. no Torlami. You know, 15 minutes of practice this morning. I stood... I got Torlami, out of the shower Torlami, this morning. Torlami. I stood in front of the mirror and just kept saying, Torlami, Torlami, Torlami. And now I said, Torlo... Don't Torlami. even say it. Don't even yeah. say it. Torlami. Don't even say it. I'll Torlami. say it. Torlami. Torlami. Sorry. What are you doing with Torlami? Okay. What's Torlami? No, so, um, yeah, so we are using it in our bread service, um, which I said before is like a laminated dough. Um, we are using it pretty much, honestly, everywhere in pastry at this point. Um, we did a slow transition because I, w- I wasn't sure like how it would work and everything. So I was like, okay, before we just like go cold turkey and just do this, um, I want to make sure we're like, we're good and we're not going to, you know have any issues along the way. Um, but we did not. Um, we it transitioned well to our bread. I think I reached out to you mm-hmm. for a few questions when it came to proofing of the bread, the temperature, and like how long do we chill the dough. But we totally figured it out. It just took a little trial and error, but it, it's it been great. Um, we're using it in like all of our doughs, like our sucre doughs that we do for some tarts. We're using it in the rye dough that we use for our carrot tartare for the PDR. Um, we use it pretty much Anywhere we need butter and pastry is is where we use it. Buttercreams, um, everywhere. Um, so, and then I think, and this is a, this was actually a really dis- exciting discovery, and maybe I'm like jumping the gun here, but I realized that it makes brown butter amazingly. Okay, we need oh. to talk about that. Ooh. We're going to talk about it like amazing because we. Okay, one. So the savory side of the kitchen was not using it, right? And when um, you say it, so there are the two different butters, right? There's Torlami Premium, which is like your high butterfat butter, yeah, and then Torlami All Purpose, which is more of like your bulk butter cookies, yeah, cakes, ganaches. Are you using both of the butters? Both. Okay, and then in these different applications, so in your bread service, it's Torlami Premium, yes, and then for you know like your other pastries and desserts, yes. you're using Torlami All Purpose, yes. and same with the savory. Yes, yes. Um, And we were also using it in our croissants for our bacon nice, um, which was really exciting. Um, But getting back to the amazing discovery, that was really cool because one day, I don't know why, I was just like, why don't we just try brown butter? You cannot do brown butter with any other plant-based butter. And if you can, like somebody tell me because I've not seen it. And it's something that we've definitely tried. but one day I just did it and I brought it over to some of the sous chefs and I was like, try this. It tastes like brown butter. And everybody was super excited about it. And I swear, I think like that was the moment when they started using it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, and they don't some I don't know that they like we were even like clarifying it. Yeah, like you it, can clarify the all purpose. It was really it was really cool. Um, so I actually am doing R&D for the fall menu and it does include the brown butter. That's so so cool. um, really exciting. But that, that was awesome. That was kind of an amazing discovery because yeah. 
if you taste the flavor, like the flavor of it is really nice just as is. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you taste it as brown butter, it's it has like a very similar smell to like, I don't know. There's nothing like brown butter. I'm just thinking I, yeah. about white truffles now. Oh, yeah. Oh, please. Brown Let's, butter. Oh, my God. Did you have that pasta. in mind when you were like creating the recipe that you wanted something that, you know, could be clarified, could you know, car- like the milk, so- I don't want to say milk solids, but it perform in the same way that like a milk solid would caramelize mm-hmm. in a brown butter. Yeah. So, you know, when I was really thinking about both of the butters, you know, so one of the things that I wanted to do when I was really thinking about the applications of, of the butter was the pastries and desserts and savory applications that were actually going to be used, which is why I created these two different butters, because I do feel like these other plant-based butters on the market just have this kind of like, I say it's like a one-size-fits-all applicational use. They say that you can spread it on toast, you can put it in sauces, you can make buttercreams, you can make croissants, and that's such a large, it's a wide spectrum um, to be able to, to use. And so... It's, it's kind of like yes and no. Um, yes, I was really thinking about the applications that I wanted these food service professionals to be using the butters for, but I was it was just like a really awesome add-on that you could clarify this butter, that you can brown this butter. Um, because it's, you know, when you look at and I think that this is, it's a it's a pretty complicated question because like when you look at other plant-based ingredients that are on the market, um, a lot of these plant-based companies that are doing well have very specific products that have one very specific functional application, right? So I've, I've mentioned this a lot when we look at like plant-based eggs. There's a hard-boiled egg. There's an egg that has a runny yolk. There's ground beef. There's ground lamb. There are chicken nuggets. You know, it's not like here's a whole cut of plant-based beef that you can grind and then turn into, you know, uh, hamburgers. Um, and so I didn't really want, I wanted the products to be very specific with how you're using them. And um, I knew that, you know, butter is this, dairy-based butter is this amazing product that has fat, it has water, it has milk solids, it has sugar. Um, you can do so many things with it. Um, and I just went into it knowing that I might not be able to hit all of those things, but it's really awesome to see that people are ex- exploring, mm-hmm. experimenting, working with the butters, and then doing a lot of the same things that they yeah. could do with dairy-based butter. John, it reminds butter. me of our Graham Reserve butters. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about an all-purpose butter, which in my mind, I immediately went to our 80%, which is kind of the everyday mm-hmm. butter. And then maybe the the premium, I think you call yeah, it. Yeah, Torlemy premium. So that kind of reminds me of our 83 or 82%, yeah. which are higher fat butters that are used more for laminated doughs and, and more pastry applications. So like, this is like a real... Yeah. I, I want to get back and talk about specific ingredients of how what the butter's made with. Oh, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's also a perception now in the world that plant-based products have a lot of crap in it Chemicals, that aren't actually yeah. very good. I want to go back to that, but at first I want to hear more about 11 Madison Park and what you guys are doing. You, you talked about the breads. Did you find that... Did you bring us anything? I know, I know that... <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. How dare you share it without breakfast. Um, that's all right. It's not that far. We can take a cab that's over it. after Perfect. this. Um, do you have lunch plans? Yeah. So, <laughs> do now. You know, obviously you had to do testing. Is there a big difference between using Torlemy... I said it right. You did. Torlemy and traditional butter, Is are the ratios really different? Is there... You know, how is it when you're going to make the transition? How do you recommend chefs look at that 
obviously there's going to be experimentation. I know Suzanne is very generous about letting people have samples mm. to practice and things like that. It's a great question, John. But how do you, thank you, Andrew. That's why they pay me the big bucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, how, like, what is it? How different are they? So from regular dairy-based butter to tourmaline, yeah. um, I would say I have had to, yeah, I guess that's hard to say because I don't really take like non-plant-based recipes and try to convert them so much. Mm -hmm. Kind of have to think about it and approach it in a different way. But I would say like, for example, this menu that we're on now, we're making this special glaze for these cookies, um, for our black and white cookies. And um, that some of the butter is in there and I did have to add less of the butter mm-hmm. um, compared to the last time we made those cookies was I guess 2018 maybe before we were plant-based. So I guess that's probably the only example I can think of where I had to like um, you dialed make it down it, a little bit. Yeah, we dialed it down a little bit. Yes. Um, but for like the butter block in our lamination, it's the same. Yeah. So we are not using less um, now that we're laminating with plant-based butter. Yeah. Amazing. So it's almost identical in that regard. Yeah. Um, what are the ingredients in Torlami? Yeah. So um, both of the butters have similar ingredient lists, um, but there is a slight difference between the butters, which is why I don't consider them to be interchangeable with the, you know, the functional uses. So Torlami Premium, um, so basically both of the butters have cocoa butter and coconut oil as the main saturated fat. Fats. Um, and then safflower oil is the unsaturated fat, water, a little bit of sugar to emulate lactose, um, salt just to, people ask me if it's a salted butter. It's technically, I mean, there's salt in it, um, but I consider it to be an unsalted butter. The salt is just to help give it kind of a well-rounded uh, buttery flavor. Um, I haven't changed any of my recipes when it comes to the salt percentages. Um, and then, you know, the highest quality beta carotene to give it that color. And then, um, a really, really high quality uh, flavor that we're we're working with. So it's a really clean label. Um, it was really important to me when I was creating the butters. It was something that I wanted to be able to eat every day um, and feel comfortable, you know, consuming that. So, um, so the, the that was you know the really important thing when I was first creating the recipes is I want to be able to eat this every day. Um, and then the difference between the two butters is Torlami Premium has a higher ratio of cocoa butter to coconut oil. Um, and then Torlami All Purpose has a higher ratio of coconut oil to cocoa butter. So the premium butter is really going to be that hard butter that you need for laminating. And then Torlami All Purpose is a little bit um, softer, smoother. You can whip it up into a buttercream. You can make a ganache. You can make a beurre blanc sauce, a beurre monte sauce. Um, and you know, will have that kind of smooth lusciousness. But I think it's actually really interesting when you're talking about the percentages of your products, because that was one of the things when I was doing a lot of recipe testing with the actual like pastries that I was making, was I was noticing that I was using less butter in most of my recipes as well. I actually reduced the amount of butter. Normally I do uh, 33% in, uh, in my dairy-based croissants, I do 33% butter per Paton, but now I've gone down to 30. Also the same when I'm looking at like my chocolate chip cookies or things like that. So, um, you know, it, and I, I think that's also because when we're looking at, you know, some people have had issues when they're using other plant-based butters and then are trying to transition to Torlami. I think that's the biggest thing that people yeah. have talked to me about. It's like, this isn't a one-to-one substitute for these other plant-based butters because then it would just be one of these other plant-based butters. Um, and so it's actually lowering the amount of Torlami that you use compared to your other plant-based butters that you've used in the past are going to give you 
similar results. So I think that that's a really good starting point when you're thinking about it because most of these other butters have uh, really soft saturated fats like palm oil um, as their first and their main saturated fat or water is a huge ingredient. So um, they're going to perform very differently. Are you, Laura, are you a vegetarian or a vegan? I'm not. You're not. And I have a loaded question here. Do you, and this is for both of you, do you believe that the Torlami actually tastes better than traditional butter when it's used in these pastries? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like what's really important, yes, it's delicious. Like, yeah. it's absolutely delicious. And I feel like when you eat the products made with Torlami. 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 Even she can't pronounce <laughs> no, it. See, I'm not alone. You're not alone. Don't feel bad. in your head. I'm, it's in my head because I was fine, I swear. That's me. I have that effect. I'm rubbing off. Um, yes, but um, when I feel like things taste like delicious. And I think that for me, that's the most important thing. And I wouldn't say that somebody who eats like even family meals, when we, when, when we put up family meal, I don't feel like everybody's walking away saying that tastes like it's mm-hmm. plant-based. You know, yeah. like You're I You're not feel, missing anything. I don't think so. I yeah. asked the question because when I had some of Susanna's yeah. cookies- yeah, you wouldn't I know. Think that, not, you wouldn't not only would you wouldn't yeah. know. I think they're actually better than butter. Isn't that a company better than butter? <laughs> better than butter. <laughs> Wasn't that a thing in like I can't the 1970s? I can't, I can't believe it's not butter. I can't believe it's not butter. It's like genius marketing. Yeah. Yes. But, um, yeah, you know, I think that, you know, look, when I was first starting this company, flavor was really important to me. I think that that was, you know, the functionality and the flavor are the two things that were really the driving force for me to create this product. Um, Another motivation was when we look at our, you know, 68% of the global population is lactose intolerant. And our food systems, especially in the U.S., are not representative of that. So we're not even talking about vegans. We're talking about people who are lactose intolerant, people who want to reduce the amount of dairy they're, they're consuming. You know, there are a lot of reasons why you wouldn't eat butter. Um, and I wanted to create a product so that, you know, people who are lactose intolerant who really want to have a cookie or a croissant, don't feel ill after eating it. And so, you know, I wanted it to be at the same standard for the way that butter's tasted um, so that, you know, when people are like, oh, this is really good for being plant-based, I actually take that as, that is not a compliment when people say that to me because I think that there is this stigma that, you know, plant-based ingredients are not going to be as good, but I think that there's this new wave of plant-based food companies that are really creating these really high quality and really excellent products. And so I think that the, you know, the consumer mentality is slowly shifting that this is a subjectively good Queen Amon that's plant-based. This is a subjectively good buttercream that, you know, is stable at room temperature. Um, Subjectively good cookies, you know. Um, So, yeah, I think that that's, that was the really important thing. Am I trying to be better than butter? Uh, let's no. destigmatize it though. Like <laughs> yeah. let's not. No, I mean like butter is yeah. butter, and butter tastes good and works really well. I'm I'm thinking about you know all of the other people that don't want to consume butter for whatever reasons, um, and you know still have that same high quality. So that's kind of where I was I was thinking about it. You know even from the very beginning. And how did you come up with Torlami? Torlami. Yeah. Um, after many a meltdown, who knew that you know getting a trademark for a name was just going to be so anxiety provoking. But, um, you know, one of the things that I was always thinking about was that I am making a product for food service professionals, not just pastry chefs. Um, You know, I want everybody to have access to to this. And so um, I really wanted this to be, you know, like 
by chefs for chefs, that same kind of mentality. And um, yep, so we looked at, you know, my my background is in French style pastries. And so I wanted to kind of pay tribute to the work that I had done in the past, the techniques that I had learned. Um, and so we started looking at these French words. And so Torlemy comes from two French words, Torrier and Laminoir. So a Torrier is the person in the French brigade system who's responsible for all dough production and manufacturing. And then a Laminoir is a laminator or a sheeter. So, you know, really thinking about the people that are using this butter, the equipment that they're using, um, you know, and kind of having it be a very intentional name for a very intentional product. So that's Amazing. kind of yeah. where I came from. I like that a lot. So, Laura, you said you're in R&D right now. Mm-hmm. What are you R&Ding? Like, can you give us a little sneak peek? Um, yeah. So we're R&Ding for, like, the fall menu and the winter menu. Um, so just kind of trying to take, you know, local seasonal things that we – seasonal ingredients and um, just trying to – I mean, yeah, I don't want to talk too much about it. <laughs> Watch yeah, out, Andrea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a spy. Give it away. Yep. Well, also because nothing's finalized. Okay. So it's hard to say. And then it like, you, you can know. tell me later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, it's a long process to R&D. So yeah. and things change every week from week to week. It's like, oh, instead of using this, why don't we use mm-hmm. this? And it's like a whole ingredient change. So it's hard to say exactly because um, and hopefully like this is the end the ending of our R&D and like we were good for the season, but um, yeah, things could definitely be changing. But always, of course, try to work with like whatever's local and delicious and for the fall and for the winter, you know, pears and apples and quince and, mm-hmm. you know, all that good stuff. So nice. that's what we're, that's what right. we're R&Ding. <laughs> I, I love the fact, and I don't know, maybe it's just me, but when I think of plant-based butters, mm-hmm. I, I always tend to like lean towards pastry and dessert stuff sure. but now after you talked about the brown butter like why not saute fish in this mm-hmm. why not do a sole manière finished with us is this i mentioned point? white truffles and pasta mm-hmm. like and butter is Cook it good for searing in- yeah it has a higher smoke point than dairy-based butter so wow. torlemy premium uh, is 383 degrees fahrenheit um, and then torlemy all-purpose is around 375 this is a really revolutionary product. It really is. Um, let's go back to brown butter. How, is it? Does the butter turn like a amber color? Does it yes. turn brown? Yes. And do you do anything differently than you would making normal brown butter? Nope. I did exactly the same. Yeah. I just I just went for it um, and was like, why not? Because it, it tastes really good, you know. Yeah. So just just alone. So it. And a lot of times, like with other plant-based butters, if you taste it by itself, it's like right. not great, yeah. you know? Um, so when I tasted this for the first time, I was like, oh, yeah, I feel like we could totally do brown butter with this, like 100%. Um, and, yeah, it worked out really, really, really well for sure. Are you going to go home and try it? Uh, I'm, I'm like watching his I'm wheels like, turning I'm in his head. picturing like dropping sage yeah. leaves into Ooh. it. Maybe yeah, a little ravioli. But then it's yeah. also white truffle season starting kind of right now. So yeah, very exciting. Yeah, you got to get John some 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How does so how good. does Torlemy come for the Chef's Warehouse? Is it how is it packed? Yeah. So, um right now the premium butter comes in a case of 36 one pound blocks mm-hmm. and then Torlemy all purpose comes in a 30 pound block, although we're probably going to be rolling out a 36 one pound block case for for the all purpose as well. Um just because this butter comes in frozen, um then you're going to keep it in your refrigerator, but then you use the butter room temperature. I think that that's you know truly the most important factor when you're working with the butters is that room temperature is really everything because there is cocoa butter in the recipe. It's going to be really hard. So by creating a smaller one pound block package for the all purpose, it will allow you to temper the butter instead of having to you know use all thirty pounds or you know break it into smaller pieces for you know later later use. What's the shelf life? Uh, so it's up to a year in the freezer, oh. 180 days in the refrigerator, and then, you know, pull it out two to five hours before working with the butter or overnight um, until it gets to, you know, the 60 to 70 degree range is really that kind of sweet spot that we kind of say you should work with the butter in. Um, but yeah, shelf life's great. So we ask all of our guests, so I'm going to ask each of you, um, I know you are cooking a lot professionally, but do you cook at home? No. No. Okay. Rarely. She doesn't Rarely. have time. She's yeah. I know. She's the she pastry chef at Eleven Madison Park. I got it. I mean, can I? Sure. Okay. You know, um, for are the there ho- things you have to have in your pantry at all times? No, I'm lucky if I have food in my pantry. Okay. He's got one are of those. Are you like a cereal chef? Apartment. Like you eat the cereal? Uh, no, I don't even like. I'm serious. The only food I have in my house is cat food because I have a cat. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> not for me. Pantry staples, meow mix. Um, yeah, I really don't have, maybe I have eggs. I do okay. like to have eggs if I had to pick something. Um, we always ask for the five pantry staples that you have to have. So cat food and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a New York City apartment. Yeah. Okay, maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> you can always um, change your answer, yeah. you know? Okay, um, let's see what else. I mean, I, I always have oat milk. Okay. Um, and uh, let's see. I really enjoy to have cheese. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> in my mm-hmm. in my fridge if I can, but I don't always. Um, let's see. Yeah, I, I I I don't even know. And granola, I like okay. granola. Yeah, all right, because yeah. right. that's easy to just like eat sometimes. Right, with your oat that. milk. Yeah, there you sure. go. Okay, <laughs> Susanna. Yes, five things you cannot live without. If I were to open your pantry right now, they're there. Um. You know, I think that it's hilarious. I'm like the total end of the, you know, other end of the spectrum here. I have like an overflowing fridge. Um, I think five things that, I mean, like obviously Torlemy all purpose is always in our fridge um, for all the things that we want to make at home. Um, Chili crisp is a big one. Mm -hmm. Um, I put that on. Almost everything. I actually have chili crisps. Yeah, there we go. We can do that. I do. I do. I have two different kinds eggs in my fridge. Eggs and chili crisp. I mean, there you go. Um, although I don't eat eggs um, anymore. Um, yeah. So let's see. Okay. So chili crisp, torlemi all purpose. Um, we always have like rice noodles around. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be super controversial. Is it Rayos or Rao's? Rayos. Really? Yeah. I've heard people say Rao's. Anyways, I, we always have Rao's. I love Rao's. I could just eat that. The pasta sauce. The pasta sauce. Um, and I don't know. We always have like tofu. Got to get protein. Sure. Mm-hmm. We we have everything. I mean, like, Only look, I, I go to the, the farmer's market. Uh, you know, like, I like to have home-cooked meals. Yeah. I don't think that... That's important to me because, you know, I want to make sure that I'm getting protein and a lot of the, you know, like I just, I don't know, I don't want to get takeout. 
and I like I like the art of just like or like the the routine of coming home and cooking and eating together. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know. So I love that. Yeah, I'm gonna throw down the gauntlet because okay. this episode was so great. Yep. If you are a sales rep of the Chef's Warehouse, if you are a customer of the Chef's Warehouse, you need to go and put an order in for the Torlemi butter. It's like just 100%, try it. Yes, it's that good. And if you don't like it, John Magazino will personally refund your purchase, everyone. And add in a white truffle, you know. Wow, um, that's a big... <laughs> yeah, add exactly. a case to my order, it's please. It's all going <laughs> on. Um, thank, thank you, you so Laura, much for taking yeah. time out yes, of your busy day welcome. to join us. Absolutely. Susanna, thank you for everything you do for the Chef's Warehouse. Thank you. She's tireless. I see her at yep. every food expo we do. She's traveling around the country. Two of the hardest working product. women in Manhattan are in this room. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I can't disagree so with that. So thank you so much for your time and, and being here with us today. It's been amazing. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you. Yes. Thanks. Thank you. Meet Iliata Extra Virgin Olive Oil, the liquid gold that transforms everyday meals into gourmet experiences. Picture this, a drizzle of Iliata Extra Virgin Olive Oil in a sizzling pan the aroma of fresh herbs, and the sound of a perfectly seared steak. With Iliata, cooking becomes an art, and your dishes will dazzle every sense. Are you looking for a multi-awarded extra virgin olive oil that is ideal for every occasion? Try Iliata Kalamata PDO to cook and fry, or just sprinkle over your dishes. It's ideal for grilled fish, white and red meat, pasta, vegetables, sauces, and salad dressings. Top chefs, hotels, restaurants, and catering experts choose Iliata every day because it brings out the natural flavor of every ingredient. Don't miss out. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Ingredient Insiders. You can watch this episode on YouTube and see more behind the scenes content by following us. Find us on Instagram by searching at Ingredient Insiders.